Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we are thrilled to be joined by the amazing, the wonderful Joey, who helps us with TikTok and researching and episodes, obviously. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, We're very excited to have you. Uh, You know, heads up, probably by the title, you can tell this is a very controversial topic for sure. Not a sponsor. Also, I hope. Obviously, but you know, not a sponsor. <laughs> um, <laughs> if not, we're going to be fired. <laughs> if they were, I mean, if they were. <laughs> yes. But this is something uh, we really wanted to talk about. And I had been intending, I had an episode kind of planned about it, but it was going to be much more of a like personal. I know we're going to talk about this later, but kind of a personal take on like grieving and fandom and what that that looks like. But yes, all of that said, uh, very excited to talk about this. No, it's controversial, but come with us on this journey, listeners. Joey, uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Anything that I missed that I should have said? Um, yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Joey again. Uh, I don't think you really missed anything. I'm a producer here at iHeart, so I do research for uh, Smithy from time to time. And I also run the TikTok. So you guys should all go follow that if you haven't already. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, (laughs) You have been such a a good sport because we just essentially send you very random long clips and are like, maybe this. (laughs) Or really unedited clips that you have to work a lot on (laughs) and make it look amazing. Like Annie crying. It's fine. (laughs) It is. It's Everything. So it's so fun. Yeah, I did get to do that. I don't know. The only one, there's a little Valentine's Day one I did so far with the. Yes. So it's been fun. fun. It's been fun. It's, it's, it's you definitely, know I, I'm, <laughs> it's giving me an excuse to like spend a lot more time on TikTok too, which is, you know, 
positives and negatives to that, but um, <laughs> yeah. Also, is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there is a lot of ground to cover with this. Mm-hmm. So can you, let's get into it. Can you tell us what we're talking about today? Yeah. Um, so quick, just trigger warning off the top, I'm going to be getting into uh a lot of like transphobic violence, both like interpersonally and on a state level. Some brief discussion of sexual assault, nothing too explicit. Uh, but yeah, just transphobia, the big thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about the whole ongoing, I guess, controversy <laughs> regarding the Harry Potter franchise as a whole, but particularly this video game that came out recently. And uh, yeah, as Annie had kind of mentioned, also getting into like talking about fandom and what you do when this sort of thing happens and and how to kind of ethically or, you know, somewhat ethically uh, interact with this kind of media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I think we're going to, have some personal stuff throughout, but I'll just say like at the top, this is a very, I, I we've talked about this several times because not this specifically, but like, you know, everything has its problematic issues and everybody, I always say like people can do a lot of mental gymnastics. Um, and I, I guess what I'm saying ultimately is there's no like one set, one thing fits all prescriptive thing. Um, and I know that a lot of hurt has been done by this. So just to acknowledge that. But um, Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just kind of like... It's a complicated <sighs> issue. It's complicated. I mean, I, and we're going to get into, like, I don't think there's like, like, there's not really a right answer, which is the frustrating right. part. And again, like, you'll see when I go through a lot of the background, there, it was really frustra- frustrating uh, writing this whole thing because it's like, it, it really is a lot of, like, back and forth between, like, a lot of this really violent, terrible things that are happening to trans people and then talking about, like, nostalgic culture and pop culture and how that affects people, which also is important. But, you know, like, it, it again, it's it gets really complicated and I don't want to deny the experiences of anybody or, or, like, kind of, yeah, like... The, there's a lot of layers to this as we're going to get into. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, let's get into it. Can you give us kind of an overview of what what has been happening, what has brought us to where we are today? So yeah, this this whole... I'm going to keep using the word controversy. I don't know how I feel about that word. But anyways, this whole controversy started around uh, 2017, 2018, uh, when fans of the Harry Potter series noticed that J.K. Rowling had liked a number of tweets attacking the trans rights movement, particularly tweets attacking trans women. Apparently at the time, she said this was a mistake. But I mean, again, like (laughs) we'll see where this is going. Um, And then December 2019, it really started. uh, J.K. Rowling had tweeted her support for a woman who had been fired from the Center for Global Development in the UK uh, for her transphobic comments. Um, And despite responses from LGBTQ plus activists and allies, Rowling refused to back down from her stance. And then 2020, things really started to spiral. Fun year for everybody. Uh, in June, Rowling had tweeted something. Uh, honestly, I'm just going to say I thought it was a pretty childish response to an article uh, that came out that was titled, 
opinion, creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. Uh, Rowling was upset over the use of the phrase people who menstruate rather than women. The article in particular was pointing to how, you know, women, non-binary people, trans men, people who menstruate have been unfair, like particularly affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and kind of a lot of the dangerous consequences of this taboo on menstrual health, which I think is a pretty, you know, I think that's a, a thing we should be talking about. I, I think, yeah, like I, I haven't read the article, but I'm sure it was, you know, pretty well put together. But yeah, Rowling, um, instead of, you know, promoting that kind of thing, just decided to take issue with the phrase people who menstruate, which I think is important to remember because when we talk about this, we talk about like, TERFs and a lot of like transphobic arguments in particular, I think it's important to remember they usually end up hurting cis women too and end up promoting patriarchy and like weird kind of ways where it's like, yeah, like, again, this was an article that was talking about a real issue that was affecting a lot of cis women (laughs) and trans people and non-women too. But like, yeah, I don't know. Um, And then also just really quick note, I think like the word TERF has made its way into the mainstream kind of along with, like, the, you know, the fact that the trans rights movement has gotten a lot more attention. TERF stands for trans-exclusive radical feminist. I think it's kind of become a catch-all for, like, transphobe. But yeah, it particularly is talking about a brand of transphobia that, like, disguises itself as feminism. Uh, Usually pretty, like, white feminism, you know, generally exclusionary feminism, but also, yeah, I think it, and when we talk about the harm that, like, turfism in particular has caused, it's important to remember that it's, like, it disguises itself as feminism, and that's part of where a lot of the harm comes in. Yeah, so back to Rowling. Following those tweets, J.K. Rowling, in 2020, uh, J.K. Rowling had posted an article on her blog detailing her transphobic views, um, making a lot of really terrible comments. I'm not going to get into, because I don't think there's any benefit in sort of just parroting those ideas. Uh, but yeah, she, at the time... Again, kind of going back to this whole, like, turf thing, she takes a very, like, liberal, quote-unquote, stance. Like, it's, it's a very, like, well, it's because I support women and because, like, she does at one point say, like, I support trans people who are victims of assault and, like, all in violence and all this. I just think that, like, and then gets into, like, basically being, like, here, I don't know. It's, it's a very, like, weird argument where it's sort of, like, I support trans people except for the fact that I don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think at the time, like, she was using a lot of, like, fake niceties to be like, I'm still progressive. I just don't think these people should exist in public. Yeah. And saying that, like, trans women were basically just men and all this, like, other terrible stuff. Yeah. This article was kind of a turning point. A bunch of actors in the series ended up speaking out against her. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, like, notably, uh, were both, you know, the leads of those movies. So I think it was interesting. A lot of the younger generation particularly were speaking out against her. Um, other celebrities were speaking in support, uh, which was not fun. <laughs> and um, Also at this point, the Fantastic Beast movies were still coming out, which were spinoffs from the original Harry Potter franchise. I think she had actually written the screenplay for those. Um, Eddie Redmayne was the lead of those, and he made like a really vague statement basically being like, I support trans people. He literally like became super famous because he played a trans woman in The Danish Girl. <laughs> so like, I don't know. It was, it, that was definitely like a weird moment too, where he was sort of like, like a lot of people pointed out, this is, especially when we talk about like cis actors playing trans characters, this is a, a, a reason why people are so critical is because a lot of time it was like, great, like this guy 
gained so much fame from playing a trans woman and then refuses to, like, actually make a statement in support of trans people, refuses to, like, remove himself from the series that is benefiting this person. Yeah. Anyways, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exploitation when it comes to uh, bettering their own careers without having any sentiment or actual uh, courage to be allies for, for things like this. And that's the big problem when it comes to overall uh, usage of non-representatives for characters that should be representative. Right. And I bring up this franchise in particular, like, we're going to talk about the video game because that's the most recent thing that's kind of come out of the Harry Potter franchise. But this was the Fantastic Beast movies for a while were, like, the main thing that was coming out from the series that was continuing J.K. Rowling's sort of, like, relevance at the time. Um, so then since 2020... J.K. Rowling is just doubled down in her hate comments. She's totally dropped that sort of, like, fake nicety, like, I support some trans people. And just, like, she started also, like, outright targeting specific activists on Twitter. And sometimes just trans people, like, sometimes not even, like, activists in particular. It'll literally just be, like, trans people trying to live their lives. She's also, like, used her platform to speak out against specific legislation, Notably, this uh, Scotland's Gender Recognition Act in 2022, which we're going to get to because that's relevant. And then also, so this this past year in 2022, this third Fantastic Beast movie came out, and that movie ended up flopping, and they ended up canceling like any further movies that would end up coming out. I don't know if this was like because of. I think at the time I was sort of like, "This is great!" Like people are actually responding to the fact that like J.K. Rowling is saying all this terrible stuff and then not seeing the movie. And then this video game made me like, maybe not. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of other issues with those movies. I also just like, don't think they were very good. I don't know. I didn't end up seeing them. So like, <laughs> who's to say? But yeah, that's kind of like where we were at beginning of 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Now into the topic of this episode. Development of the game began in 2018. So kind of before this became at least like a widely known issue, I guess. It officially came out last month. J.K. Rowling wasn't involved in the development of the game, but she gets royalties from it, which I want to point out because I've seen a lot of really ridiculous Twitter arguments of people being like, well, she wasn't directly involved in the game, so it doesn't matter. And it's like, no, she's still like royalties. She still makes money from it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to admit, no matter what, she's a smart businesswoman and she made sure to copyright the (laughs) hell out of the series and makes millions of dollars. And she even Mm -hmm. tweeted in response to people who were criticizing her and her comments that it doesn't matter, I'm still going to make money. Like, literally taunting people. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of like, I have very strong opinions and it's not nice, so I'm going to leave it at that. But (laughs) because of things like that, it's kind of like, no, she knows. She knows she's going to make money and she makes sure to let you know, no matter what you do, she's going to stay rich. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So basically, like, boycotts, or there were calls to, like, boycott the game um, in the months leading up to it coming out. And that was the thing that people, yeah, kept pointing out was, yeah, there was that tweet from her where she was like, I still make money, so I don't care. Like, I can say I can say whatever I want, um, which is, like, part of the problem because... Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's important for people to remember that because I've seen, again, like, I've seen a lot of... I'm, I'm a very, like, online person, so I spend a lot of time, like, reading through Twitter arguments and stuff like this, um, which is probably not good for Ooh. my brain, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, like, I've seen a lot of people that are just, like, so caught up in this whole, like, well, she wasn't directly involved in creating it. It's like, but the point is the money. The point is, like, she's making money. You're keeping her relevant. She sees this money as, like, I can keep saying all this stuff and there's no consequences. I don't know. Yeah, so there was a trans YouTuber named Jesse Earl who had tweeted, any support of the Harry Potter franchise, current projects while J.K. Rowling is in charge of it and using her ongoing platform to target and also justify her continued targeting of trans people as harmful to trans people. I think this was, like, the end of 2022. And then J.K. Rowling, like, responded to it on Twitter with, like, a really nasty response. And that sort of, again, sparked, like, a lot of the uh, the discourse, quote-unquote, about it, like, leading up to its release. Also, just really quick about this video game, because everybody forgot this really quickly. Back in, like, May last year, I remember there was some article that came out about the, like, plot of the video game. So the video game came under fire because it was using a lot of, like, really anti-Semitic tropes. Um, (laughs) A lot of which were from the Harry Potter series, but they, like, really, really, like, were focusing in on that sort of plot, particularly with, like, the goblins. So... I mean, that's kind of the, there's a big (laughs) conversation and like people were willing to ignore so much the original and I'm one of them because I also really enjoyed, I didn't, I wasn't at the beginning because I was college years when this was happening, when it first started, but I was towards the middle. And then as you start looking at it, you're like, oh, you see that she's actually being racist and anti-Semitic and oh, she talks about 
like enslaved peoples and what is happening and nothing is really bad about it. Like even the quip about it is like just taken out. And you're like, yeah, are, why are we okay? Like we've ignored it for so long until she outright said something. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We really, really were blind to her darkness. For real, yeah. And again, with the whole thing about like, again, like, yeah, like a lot of this was coming from the series and I was a kid when these were coming out. I remember, like, I did not pick up on this. <laughs> and I think a lot of people didn't either. I will say, I do understand the whole, like, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a little bit of a different time. So people make mistakes sometimes. Like, there's a whole conversation we had about, like, if we're focusing on the goblin stuff, like, a lot of that is just from European mythology being very anti-Semitic rather than, I think, J.K. Rowling in particular, although I do also think that she's kind of anti-Semitic. But anyways, like, I think um, the books came out, like, 20 years ago. The movies also came out 20 years ago, whatever. She had time to be like, oh, I made a mistake, and whoops, like, my bad, I will... But no, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, again, she wasn't directly making this video game, but, like, the company that was making it was, like, Rather than being like, hey, people have pointed out that this is kind of, like, problematic. They, they're just using it. And I, I don't know. I feel like that's, like, I'm willing to be, like, if you made a mistake 20 years ago and are like, I'm sorry, we'll try and, like, make the series more inclusive. That's one thing. If you're still going to continue to, like, perpetuate that, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's one thing about... Uh, accountability and taking responsibility. But when, when you don't see that at all, then it doesn't really help the situation. It definitely garners some more criticism, and it should. For sure, yeah. So yeah, um, leading up to the video games release, there was like a variety of different responses from people, I guess, around January. So again, okay, disclaimer real quick, I don't know anything about video games. Um, <laughs> we, we went over this before we started recording, but I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big uh, gamer, so uh, Annie and Samantha, feel free to uh, correct me on <laughs> any of this. But I guess some... Users were posting reviews on Steam, which is a distributor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> using <laughs> tags in their reviews that would make the game less popular. So, like psychological horror, NSFW. Apparently, capitalism was one of the tags. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Um, and then they also created a transphobia tag for the game. Unfortunately, this like kind of campaign wasn't super successful, but I don't know. I think it's notable that people were trying to like protest the game. And you guys have talked about review bombing and how review bombing can be bad <laughs> on this um, podcast. But also, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, I don't know. It, it's, it can be complicated. So I'm not totally mad that people were trying to do that with this game. A couple streamers also, like a couple really prominent streamers were talking about um, streaming the game to raise money for a trans charity organization, and that ended up receiving a lot of backlash. I think a couple streamers ended up actually doing this, but Hassan Piker was one that was, like, really prominent. And again, like, I don't play video games. I know who he is. Like, he's, like, he's a pretty prominent, like, social media person. Um, he apparently had said that he was, like, thinking about streaming it and then was like, never mind, I'm not going to because people are bullying me online. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Like, I think people were just like, maybe that's not the best way to, like, I don't know, like, if trans creators are asking people to boycott it, maybe you should just boycott it instead of streaming it. I don't know. And then, in a last-ditch effort to appease critics, the game added a trans character. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> so, it's like a side character. I guess they show up in, like, one scene. Uh, the character is named Sarona Ryan. 
which I guess Sarona is the name of a Celtic god for healing and rebirth, and that's where the name is from. Um, but yeah, as, as Samantha, as you mentioned, um, J.K. Rowling is a bit infamous for her, like, really on-the-nose names for minority characters. And this was one where people were like, hmm, you're naming your trans character Sir Rona. Like, that sounds like Sir, and then Ryan, which is like a male first name. Again, I don't think J.K. Rowling was the one naming it. I don't think she would have wanted this character to even be involved in the game. But um, I don't know. There were a lot of, like, really funny tweets of, like, rejected names. And they were all, like, very, like... <laughs> they were punished. Yeah. Pun- they were punished. They were punished. Punish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so, much to, there's so much to unpack with that. Like, how that could just go so wrong. It kind of would have been like, all right, we get it. You made an effort, but... Maybe just better not to just let it just let it be because right. the people who you're trying to cater to are going to be the ones like this is more insulting because this is like a level of like such a patronizing attempt to be like, but here we did something. Yay. Is she still going to get millions of dollars? Yeah, but there's a character for you that you're really not going to play. Here you go. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't even <laughs> think it's a character you can play. Like, I think it literally really? is like. <laughs> Like a bartender that oh, you fun. like come across. So it's yeah, it and I don't know. It was so weird. It was a really funny day on Twitter. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, it was it was weird. It was it was a weird decision, definitely. Yeah. So why does this all matter? This is a, a video game. Going back to Jesse Earl, who's that YouTuber that Rowling uh had publicly harassed on her Twitter, she had told the Washington Post that buying this game, quote, keeps Rowling relevant. And then she went on to state, she's equating the relevancy with people supporting her views, and her views are directly harmful and attacking and doing damage to the trans community. Which again, like as we said, part of the reason that J.K. Rowling keeps doing this is because so far, we as the audience have shown her that there's not going to be any like financial harm to her doing to, to continue like saying these kind of things and you know harassing trans people and really becoming this, like, spokesperson for a hate movement. Again, it pointed that tweet from uh, Rowling where she sort of was like, I don't care, I get my royalty checks, and I'm fine. So, I don't know. So, yeah, there, there's the one side of it is it's, it's keeping her relevant, it's showing her that she can use her platform to continue espousing hate uh, and normalizing that hate. But then also it goes a lot deeper than that. That same Washington Post article stated that in 2020... Senator James Lankford in the U.S. Uh, voted against Senate consideration of the Equality Act, an LGBTQ plus, LGBTQ civil rights bill, citing a rallying blog post. That bill, by the way, still hasn't, uh, I think it, it passed the House, but it's kind of in limbo with like the Senate right now. And then uh, the article also pointed to last month, the British government blocked a Scottish bill that would have made it easier for people to change their legal gender. That was that Scottish uh, gender equality bill that Rowling was really outspoken against. And in her 2020 blog article, she had said that the bill, in effect, means that all all a man needs to, quote, become a woman is to say he is one, which isn't accurate (laughs) to the actual bill. Um, Yeah, and again, that that bill last month was blocked by UK Parliament. Um, I did read one source that said that the particular legislation they used to block it, this is the first time they've used that legislation. So, you know, cool, super fun. Um, (laughs) And again, yeah, the Equality Act in the U.S. still hasn't passed. So it's going back and forth between the U.S. and the U.K. here, but it's sort of like the the 
and on both sides, her le- her rhetoric is being used to argue against specific legislation that literally would just make it easier to exist as a trans person. Neither of these legislations get into like healthcare or anything like that. It literally just makes it easier. The Scottish bill in particular would have just made it easier to change your name on official documents and change your gender on official documents. There's one side here where it's just like, obviously the rhetoric she's putting out is bad and it is, hate speech leads to violence in um, both interpersonal and then on the legislative level where like, again, her, her speech is being used to justify bills being shot down that would make it easier to exist as a trans person. None of this stuff exists in a vacuum. All of it affects each other. Um, again, yeah, hate speech fuels violent crime, whether that's interpersonal or on a state level. Well, and going back to what you said earlier, I think part of the real damage is, too, that she, for a long time, was able to present herself as a feminist. And so she was, like, on this other side of, you know, people would write articles, like, she described Donald Trump as Voldemort, or, like, you know, had all this stuff. And so now you're seeing, like, these really extreme conservatives use what she's saying but being like, but remember, you liked her so much. Like, that's part of the the damage of a turfism or like... Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what scares me because like, when we talk about transphobia coming from like the really far right, it's easy to just be like, okay, well, they're like really conservative. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to take... Obviously, it is also serious. It has like serious impacts on, on people's like perception of trans people. But it's like, yeah, I'm expecting it to come from like a Tucker Carlson type person or like even that senator that I mentioned in the in the article who is Republican, like it's, there are going to be the people who are going to expect to say this kind of stuff. When it's somebody like J.K. Rowling, it's like, who, by the way, I just want to say, like, she calls herself a feminist. I don't know. About, like, I, I am a big believer and you, you need to actually practice feminism. You can't just say you're a feminist. And I, I don't know. Like, I remember when when the back last spring, when, when the stuff about like Roe versus Wade was coming out and they were like with the Supreme Court, one thing that I saw that was interesting was somebody who was like, hey, Jake Rowling is one of those people that keeps saying she's a feminist and she supports, like, women's autonomy and, and and not harming women's bodies and all this stuff. But then she's completely silent on this issue that is, like, affecting a lot of women and, and non-women, too. But, like, maybe this isn't about feminism. Maybe this is just about hate. And there's a million other examples you can find in, like, pretty much any turf argument of how it's just, like, it is patriarchy under the the facade of of feminism and women's rights. And I really would like encourage people to like look deeper into a lot of those arguments and how they specifically end up harming cis women as well as trans folks. Yeah, it's it's a whole mess. I think another thing that has to be said about where she was pre quotes and tweets, I guess, is that she really worked as if she was an ally to the queer community, talking about, like, you know, oh, yeah, Dumbledore's definitely gay and all these things. And, and yeah, absolutely, uh, Hermione could have been uh, a black woman. What are you talking about? And she gained the trust of so many young people who for so long felt like they were alone and isolated. And the reason, and I know we're going to talk a little more, but, like, the reason they loved the Harry Potter series, it was light in this darkness because they saw... Uh, as an outcast, you can be special. I'm like, that's the message all kids want to hear. But then to hear her go on to say, yeah, and I'm an ally for the queer people, and they definitely were part of the wizarding world, which 
we all wished was a real thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. But wish like it was a real thing, and felt so uh, so much love for the series, and fell in love with the series, which we've talked about previously about what happens when you really love the characters that are out there that you have created, even for yourself, a different world, and you put yourself in this world, and then to have her come and slash it, literally murder the hopes and love and dreams of these kids who grew up and maybe even found themselves a little bit through her series. The betrayal of that in itself is so dangerous. And we have come back to from being like ally and giving hope and and giving someone an out and, and lights to darkness of like, yeah, oh my God, she hates me or she hates people like me. Everything that she has said is falling apart and she's celebrating it. She's celebrating it by using her influence in um, society in politics, in policy, um, she's using it as a way of gaining more attention through uh, the news media and all the media, and then also teaching those parents who have already been against the kids to once again double down. And then when we come to see a game that celebrates that, but there's no way we can, I, I mean, no, you really can't. Even when people tell me they buy it or they, they're, they're thinking of buying it, the first thing they say is, I know, I know. <laughs> She's bad. So when that's the yeah. first statement that comes out of your mouth, you know that there's no way to separate this. For sure, yeah. And that's what makes it complicated, I think. And I, again, like, I grew up with the series, and, like, it was my favorite books when I was a kid. I definitely, like, have a lot of, like, really good memories attached to it. I totally understand that aspect. Um, and also, like, I'm somewhat involved in, like, the fandom <laughs> today. So, like, I got that, too. But, um, yeah, and again, I just... Really quick, couple stats, too, about the state of trans rights as of right now. Um, this is going to be focusing on the U.S. just because the show's based in the U.S. I don't know as much about U.K. politics, um, although I've heard it's kind of a show from <laughs> friends that are there. Um, but yeah, again, like, well, actually, one thing really quick about the U.K. So, the the and again, going back to the whole, like, people buying the game and being like, I know, like, I know she's terrible, I know. The, the weekend this video game came out, there was a 16-year-old trans girl that was murdered in the UK. Does that murder have anything directly to do with the video game? No, I don't think, like, but at the same time, it's like, this is, a lot of people on, on Twitter and on social media were pointing out kind of the, sort of this weird feeling of, like, you have this, you have all these discussions about this video game, and, like, can you support playing this video game or buying this video game or, like, all of that or still, like, being a fan of the series but then the reality of the situation is like this sort of hate speech that J.K. Rowling is championing is what ends up getting people killed, is what ends up like literally like a 16-year-old girl was killed because of the kind of hate speech that J.K. Rowling has turned into her entire brand at this point. According to a 2020 report from Everytown for Gun Safety uh, in the U.S., the number of trans people who have been murdered doubled between 2017 and 2021. So yeah, it's and again, it's not just J.K. Rowling. There's a lot of, like, people across the political spectrum that I think, like, have responsibility for, for this rise in hate of trans people. But she is a very prominent spokesperson here. A lot of the people have used the word, like, moral panic when talking about this. I would agree. Like, I think we're in the middle of, like, a full-blown moral panic around queer people in particular, around LGBTQ plus people in general, but, like, particularly trans people. And particularly trans women. I think, yeah, again, like, it, it's affecting everybody. It's affecting all trans people. But I think trans women are sort of just, like, that's the main group that J.K. Rowling's targeting. That has been the main group targeted in a lot of, like, grooming, groomer, like, stuff that's going around and all that. Um, 
But yeah, as of right now, the ACLU is tracking 371 anti-LGBTQ plus bills throughout the U.S. A number of them particularly target trans people and trans kids. Literally, like, in the time since I began putting together, like, research for this episode, uh, Tennessee passed a bill that banned drag performances uh, from public spaces or locations where they could be viewed by a minor. And if you look at the bill, the language that they use is super vague. I would argue that's on purpose, and a lot of activists are worried that, like, this kind of combined with the sort of, like, transphobic view that, like, trans women are just men in drag or vice versa, this bill could be used to criminalize, like, trans people simply existing in public. Or in spaces around children that are private. It's, again, it's, it's not just public at this point. Now it's also private uh, because it is, like, it could be a private entertainment venue. It could literally be, like, your home if you have kids or, like, you know, are have children in your family unit. Yeah, and this isn't, like, the only bill like that that's going around. Uh, Tennessee also passed a bill limiting, not limiting, banning gender-affirming care for trans kids in Tennessee. Which, again, really quick, I think cis people get confused when we talk about, like, gender-affirming care for kids in particular, because I just assume that it means, like, physical transition. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Like, sometimes it can mean, like, puberty blockers, which aren't permanent. And I'm also not a doctor, so nobody, like, <laughs> take my particular word for this. But sometimes it literally just means, like, being able to, like, acknowledge that your kid doesn't identify as the gender they've been assigned. Which, like, usually just means, like, letting them change how, like, their hair looks or how they dress or, like, how they want to be addressed in public. None of, like, if people people get so caught up in the, like, oh, it's not reversible. Like, I don't know about, like, I'm somebody who's changed the name that I've gone by and, like, it, that's reversible. <laughs> like, that is really easy to change. I have short hair. I, I can grow it out really easily or cut it again. And I change my outfits every day. I don't know about you guys. I thought that was a pretty normal thing, but I don't know. Yeah, so... It's frustrating. We, we are living in, like, a really scary time to be a trans person, to be a queer person, but particularly to be a trans person. Like, yeah. And, and both, like, legislatively on a state level and also just, like, yeah, the, there, there are more and more trans people that are being murdered, particularly trans women. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. 
Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. But let's talk about a video game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the the game is doing well, which is unfortunate. And again, like the frustrating thing, like Samantha, you said, like as soon as everybody breaks it up, it's like, I know, like there really is... most people know there's a pretty strong argument against getting it or against supporting any sort of like Harry Potter franchise content. And yet people still do. And as much as I want to be like, everybody, look at all of this facts, all this terrible stuff that's happening, how this connects to hate speech, how this connects to this particular woman's platform. Let's stop. Like, let's just like pretend that this doesn't exist. That's not going to happen. Like if it would have happened, it would have happened at this point. I'd rather just focus on, like, the reality of the situation than, like, what I'd want in an ideal world. Um, So, yeah, I think this does kind of get the question. I'm also, like, I I don't want to, like, vilify anybody that has gotten the game or anybody that does continue to, like, enjoy this kind of content. I will say the people, like, I keep seeing on Twitter that are, like, making these really elaborate excuses of, like, here's why I particularly should be allowed to enjoy the game or how I should, like... That's dumb. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. another story. I will argue with you about that, but yeah. whatever. I mean, I, at the same time, like, I get it. Again, like, I have no interest in buying the video game. I don't think people should buy the video game. But I do get being attached to this universe. Like, I, again, I grew up with it. I was a huge fan when I was a kid. I have been somewhat involved with, like, the fandom stuff on TikTok. And actually, I have, like, a lot of really close friends that are really involved with, like, TikTok, like, cosplay content and uh, fan fiction and all of that. And, like, I get being attached to this series. And also, again, because it's so popular, like, worldwide, there's a lot of people that are just, like, casual fans and, like, grew up with reading it or, like, you know, are going to get it for their kids because it's, like, a staple now sort of of childhood, like, reading these books. So it's hard. There's not, like, (laughs) there's not an easy answer, which is the frustrating part (laughs) of all of this. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, very, I obviously have very strong opinions <laughs> when it comes to morality issues. The biggest thing to me is like, you know, just admit it. It's fine. Like, we get it. It's hard. Like, the game is set up beautifully. I have seen um, YouTube videos, uh, previews of it, and people, like this, people are so excited because this is your turf, Annie, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. But the design of it is unique, and the way they really created this world, apparently, is really pretty and beautiful. Um, the way you can play it is newer, kind of like people's love for Elden Ring. I'm sorry for those who think I'm being awful for comparing the two, but the graphics of the of it is different and has been upgraded over the years. So a lot of the video gamer people, gamers, <laughs> as we would say, 
try to say that's the reason. Like I, I literally has seen like, oh, they can do this in this world and that's never been a thing or you can do these things on this level. And, you know, people love anything spectacular and new and changing. So whatever they have created for this game, I get it. I get that that's an appeal. But yeah, it is really hard not to see when you see a community hurting, uh, suffering, and being persecuted on uh, such a depth of level, constantly hearing stories of people being uh, murdered or hurt or kicked out, being threatened to be removed from a family, like being threatened to uh, be arrested because you do support your family. It's kind of hard to see, but it is also some of these same people who would probably say that, but this world when I was younger really worked for me and really helped me see some things. So the complicated place that they are at, it it is. It is painful because you have this decision of like, how do I grieve, but I don't want to let it go. Yeah. And I just, just to note, I don't think you realized you did this, but you did look at me via this video call and say, this is your turf, Annie. Which, given what we're talking about, is very, very funny. <laughs> T-U-R-F. T-U-R-F. I was like, but whoa, now. wait a no, no. That's, that's the thing we should do, though, is we should try to reclaim, tur- like, T-U-R-F <laughs> and just make whatever people talk about, like, I don't know. <laughs> this is your realm. This is your world. Is so this is funny. your specialty. I was like, whoa. <laughs> We have it on video and we can play it back, but I was very like, wait a minute. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. I know. Actually, you did make a face and I didn't get it at that point, but yeah. No. My bad. Yeah. No. T-U-R-F, damn it. I will say, too, when it comes to like, also like the fandom spaces and like the being your turf T-U-R-F kind of thing. <laughs> um, as somebody, like, I've spent a lot of time in online fandom spaces and I think in general, they tend to be pretty queer. This may also just be, like, my bubble, but, like, they tend to be pretty queer bubbles. I've seen the same with, like, the Harry Potter fandom. Like, I think the, the, like, online, social media, very, like, fandom space usually tends to be very queer, and I think that also makes it complicated because, like, it can be frustrating as a queer person, like, feeling stuck and and feeling, yeah, I'm hurting, like, I don't know. Like I, I just I recognize that's that's that can be particularly frustrating. Is again, as somebody also who is who's, who's queer and like trans, like it's it's it can be frustrating. <laughs> it can be really, really, really frustrating. Yeah, because also along with that, I've seen a lot of like trans masculine people in particular speak out and be like, "Well, I'm really attached to this thing, so I'm just going to continue to sort of like ignore it and like enjoy this media because it's really important to me personally." I think it's important to recognize that, like, the majority of the people that are being really, really harmed are trans women. It's going to be trans people in general. It's going to be queer people in general. But, like, it's it's trans women. Like, trans women are going to be particularly targeted by this. And I think, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I just would ask people to, like, use this as a time to, like, really reflect on, like, how do we stand up for one another within the community? Because I have also seen the argument of people, again, like, I've seen a frustrating number of videos of people being, like, I'm trans, and I'm saying that you can buy this video game. It doesn't matter. And it's like, usually they're trans-masculine people. I don't know. I, I just, I would encourage people to, like, really think about who's being affected, who is being harmed, and just, like, stand up for other people in your community. Like, this is a time when we need to, like, have each other's backs. 
again, we're in the middle of a full-blown moral panic around trans people. We need to have each other's backs. Queer, cis queer people too. We need to have each other's backs. You guys are not safe from this either. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. I mean, and that's absolutely, when it comes down to it, when it's attacking any type of marginalized community in general, it comes down onto all of us. And uh, obviously, women are a part, not necessarily of the overall marginalized, but they are marginalized. You are not oh, a cis yeah. man, so yeah. therefore you are, do not have the power. So yes, mm-hmm. this will come down onto you, which we've seen. It's, it is. It goes hand in hand. When they go for one, they go for all. And what mm-hmm. we're seeing is when we're not banding together— it allows for the breakdown. And then if we think one aspect or one injustice is more important than the other, then you've got a problem because you are not truly seeing the fact that you're a part of the problem. And it's really um, naive to think that your one issue, and I'm talking to women in general, it's just like, I'm a woman and trans women are a front to me because that takes away from my uh, woes and my inability to get all the rights, which is not true then you are woefully ignorant of the fact that you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, I, yeah, I, with the whole kind of conversation about then, like, what do we do with this piece of media now? Like, the, and I'm talking about Harry Potter in general and any sort of Harry Potter-related thing, because again, it's not, it's not just the video game. The video game is like the most obvious version of like, here's this thing that people can buy, that people can give their money to. But it is also like, and all the, like, arguments about it, people bring up, like, the attention economy, which, yeah, again, going back to, like, the whole J.K. Rowling thing, like, she's benefiting from the series being really popular and benefiting from the attention economy, like. But also, I don't want to say, like, people just can't enjoy this because, um, I I don't know. Again, like, I think, I, I do think people can enjoy things as long as it's not, like, harming somebody. I don't know. I, I think it gets complicated, but, like, I, I do think, like, I, I get the whole, like, people just wanting to enjoy the series too. And I mean, I think the, the the sort of obvious answer is like figuring out a way to like be involved in fan culture and, and, and fandom and not giving money that's going to go to J.K. Rowling, like not buying merch that's directly going to benefit J.K. Rowling. There's lots of independent artists out there. Personally, I'm a big advocate of fan fiction. I think, like, fan fiction's always a good thing. If Definitely read some, like, trans versions of characters, too, which is fun. Um, and all of that. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would love to hear you guys. We have uh, suggestions. We had a reader, uh, we had listeners who sent their own and some really good uh, rewrites of Harry Potter. Oh, that's so, fun. We yeah. should send that to you, Joey. I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> you should. I would, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. I, uh, so, originally, this was, you did a much better job than what I was going to do. I was literally oh. just going to have a conversation about, like, ah. grieving and what happens. Mm. Because for me, like, I, you know, I graduated high school when the, the seventh book came out. I graduated college when the seventh movie came out. It was there on, like, my darkest times. I loved it. I, like, traveled to London. I did the whole... I was, like... Like I said, fan doesn't describe it. And it was such a big part of my identity. And that's the danger. Because I've talked before on here. I use fiction to cope with trauma. Um, And it's very important to me when you let something get that close. Mm -hmm. And then it hurts you so bad. Right. And that's normal. Like, I I mean, I do the same, but I think plenty, like, 
it's a pretty common thing. I'm like, that's the thing I keep trying to bring up. Like, I, I don't blame people for being fans of the series. There's right. a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in it. And like, yeah, and people do use this sort of stuff to cope with trauma. Again, I've seen it like, uh, <laughs> I read a lot of fan fiction. So I know a lot of people use like fan fiction and this sort of stuff to de- also deal with like their identities as like queer people and, and as trans people. And, um, and that's impacted me a lot too. Like that's definitely like, I don't know. I get that side of it. And that's why I'm like, I, I never would fault anybody for being attached to the series. Because again, now it's on the hypocrite, but also like media affects us. And we can't always, you know, none of us can predict where these authors are going to go with their lives, unfortunately. But yeah. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing. Because I was like, you know, there's a lot of whataboutism that happens in this argument where mm-hmm. they're like, well, you'd like that though, right? And that's problematic too. And I'm like, yeah, but J.K. Rowling is like the heart of this. Like I can't... I can't even read fan fiction anymore. Like, I can't not think of this when I consume any of the media. And, like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm, like, holier than thou at all because I, it was, like, 2020. I knew she was problematic before then, but it, that was when I was like, okay, I can't. I can't do this anymore. And, and like we said, I'm a huge... It's true. There are so many, like, personal experiences and mental gymnastics and all these things that go into consuming a thing. And so I also... You know, I have friends that have got the game and I don't fault them. But for me, it's become like I literally shut down when people bring it up because it was so important to me and it hurt me so bad. And so many listeners have written in on like all kinds of the whole spectrum of this over the years. And now like I think of like the stories they've sent and it's just, it's upset. Like I guess what I'm saying is like I get I get all sides of this. But I also get if like you're really hurting and grieving because that's kind of where I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing is like you're not the only one. I've known people in my age group. <laughs> I was going to say generation. I'm like, I'm not doing this to myself. <laughs> uh, uh, who use that too. Like literally were so traumatized by family, by love, by abuse that held on to that world. And I keep saying that as a world because it is. It was something that um, was created to keep them safe. Um, and then they created it as a bigger part of themselves so they could be um, who they were and who they are. And then we look at the fact that um, she, she destroyed it. She destroyed it, I think, for those people, for all of us, because I, I liked it. I liked it. I'm a casual person. Don't get me wrong. I you w- would watch Harry Potter, the first one especially, as a Christmas movie. Like, I, I liked it. I was not a diehard. I, I, that is not my escapism. But I, as even almost like the social work side of watching people, being able to really have a coping mechanism in a healthy way, like, even though I'm like, oh, you're really, really into this imaginary world, but it's also good for you because it is doing so much for you. And then to have that go for a flip, it's such a, a disruption. It takes the wind out of everything. Like it takes your breath almost of the jarring uh, turnaround of what it was. And I, yeah, I, I, again, I have a lot of opinions. Um, and I don't want to be, it sounds very critical. I sound very critical. And I, and I hate to be that way <laughs> when I'm like, this game, you don't have an excuse. But the fact of the matter is that this goes hand in hand, um, and it is. It has been tainted. This, this, this reality, this fiction, this conversation, um, something that was so pure at one point in time, what we thought, has been really tainted. And we can't not see 
wise, so uh, affecting everyone. Her whole conversation, she had garnered so many right-wing people under her support group that it's overwhelming. Um, The same people she was tweeting against and yelling at in 2017 suddenly flipped um, and have become a part of her team. Um, And then we see women who have forever tried to villainize um, trans women feeling justified because here's an icon saying exactly what they've been saying for so years, and now they have someone to justify that. And then also knowing that she's successful. There was no cancel culture for her. She tried to pretend like there was. There wasn't. Um, And then we also see that people like you, Joey, and people like you, Annie, who have so much emotion and so much pain from people saying, like, I'm sorry, but I still want to be a part of it. Not because they're doing something against you, but they're definitely not supporting you. Like, that's... If you're if you're not doing something that is to be an ally, that means you're not supporting them. I mean, that's kind of how it turns out to be. And it's harsh and it's cruel. And I say that to myself as well. I know that hearing you as the people in my life that I care about to do something that is going against the community who are hurting because of this community, that means I'm going against the support. I'm not supporting you like I said I would. And that's the conversation and things that you have to think about in in this. It's just a game. I get it. It's just a game. But it's also people's lives. It's also people's hearts in all of this. Right. And I, I, That's one of the things I think this episode I wanted to do. Because one of the things I also keep seeing is like a lot of people that I think are allies in their heart and are supporters, but just haven't like connected the dots exactly between like they know like OJK Rowling's really transphobic, but they haven't like totally realized like, no, here's how the specific things that she's saying are affecting people's lives, are affecting legislation are affecting like the general kind of conversation that we are having about trans people and about trans women in particular. Um, And I think I I understand like that's, it is a hard sort of thing to really connect because it is a lot of like, yeah, it is a lot of also just like how to hate, how do these like cultures of hate happen? Um, But, but it's there. And this is like, what I want to do is sort of like connect those dots for people. And, and again, also like remain sympathetic. I do understand. And I, yeah, again, like totally understand being attached to the series. I'm not saying people should just throw their, there was, I had like a bit, like a TikTok break talked about this and somebody like commented and was like, I'm throwing away my books right now. And I was like, no, I, you don't have to do that. Like that doesn't do anything. Right. Um, Burning the books doesn't do what you think it does. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This is an important conversation to keep having. And it is a conversation that we we do keep having because there just keep there's been Harry Potter content that's been coming out like more or less consistently for the past couple of years. There was a Teen Vogue article I saw that uh kind of got into the same thing that it came out a year ago because of the uh 20th anniversary special that was on HBO Max that I had totally forgotten about. <laughs> but there was again, I remember like there was a whole conversation around that too. Um and people being like, yeah, like the same sort of conversation about like nostalgia and being attached to the series and but then also like recognizing like people's lives are being put in danger or like literally physically harmed or killed. And like that is also something that is important to remember. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's not an easy answer. And that is that's frustrating about all this. But it is like, I think the best thing people can do is like, just continue to keep having this conversation. Continue to keep acknowledging that what J.K. Rowling is doing is harmful. And and beyond that, too, like, continue to stay informed. Again, like, there's all of these bills in the U.S. right now that are targeting trans people and queer people. Pay attention to that. Like, I'm sure wherever you are listening to this, there's something in your state right now that is either passed or is, like, in consideration right now. Like, look into that. Pay attention to what's happening. Uh, If you want to be an ally, be an ally that's more important than whether you're going to like burn your Harry Potter merch that you bought in 2011. Like, I don't know. I like, I still have like a Gryffindor blanket that I bought when I was 11 that I'm like, I'm going to keep this because I like it. And (laughs) yeah, like me throwing it away is not going to affect JK Rowling's like annual income. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just the annual income, uh, Mm -hmm. I was looking this up apparently for the standard, apparently for a writer, royalties is 15%. So uh, when the book sales happened, uh, I think as of 2022, she made $1.15 billion. So we know she was a savvy businesswoman, especially when it came down to the movies. Likelihood of her making that much money off of this game alone is is pretty high. Um, And because she is a supporter of anti-trans bills, the likelihood that she's giving money to that very high. So Oh, and she has. Yeah. Like yeah. she she's definitely given So as a reminder, mm. that money does go specifically against trans people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. And this is also where with this when we're talking about money, like independent merch shops exist. Yes. Independent, like we love you can them. buy books secondhand. Yes. I know like streaming's the norm now, so it's sort of hard to do the whole like buy your DVD secondhand. But like I don't know, like there's other options. Yeah. Does eBay still do that? Uh, <laughs> did they, did they do the sure. secondhand buying? What did that used to be? I know y'all y'all are not old enough. In college, we would buy secondhand books, and I think Sorry. it was pre Amazon. 
Um, oh. And it was eBay, and then it became Amazon. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dating myself. No, I'm going to stop talking. eBay's still a thing. eBay's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Don't, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. get my jello and put myself to bed early. <laughs> I mean... Wow. I mean, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It's like, I feel like we could come back and do a revisit because it is so complicated uh-huh. because there's also a part of me that like, I hate that she's done this because it's the movies weren't made in a vacuum. Like, sure, some people agree with her, but there was a lot of people who didn't it's true. Um, and who have come out against it. So I hate that that's happening. And then I... I would love to bring someone else who knows more about this than me, but there's been a lot of articles about what's going on with trans women, specifically in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's still, it's bad, yeah. but it's not quite the same as what's going on in the US. Um, so that is a larger conversation to be had as well. Yeah, like again, I, I don't know as much about UK, like politics and culture. I spent my entire life in the US, but um, <laughs> at least from what I've heard, it's like, it, it doesn't, And I've definitely, like, seen articles that have pointed to, like, J.K. Rowling in particular and her attitude towards this. Like, it doesn't come—that also doesn't come out of a vacuum. Like, that is very much reflective of how, like, the the culture around trans people and around queer people is in the U.K. Uh, But again, I'm I'm not an expert on this, so, like, I don't know. But, yeah, I would love to hear somebody's thoughts who who knows more on this because, yeah. It's it's scary. It's, It's a scary world to live in. I do try to be an optimist against my better judgment. Um, so, like, I, I am hopeful that, I don't know, I, I do, the fact that we're having this conversation, at least, like, to me, is, like, people are talking about it. It's not like this is just something that's happening and, like, nobody really cares. Like, there are, there wasn't, there was an effort to boycott and it wasn't particularly successful, but, like, it was there and I have seen a lot of people, like, sharing information about it and and sharing information about, like, you know, a lot of these, like, anti-trans and anti-queer bills that are going around. And that gives me hope. I, I, I don't know. Again, it's... Ah, everything's a mess right now. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's the overall... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Type of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is true. I think, like, that's a good, a good takeaway is to stay informed. Because I think a, a lot more people know now at the very least, mm-hmm. where they, they didn't mm-hmm. before, that right. this is something we should be talking about or paying attention to. Oh, yeah. And I want to clarify, like I said before, like, I want to say realistic and just be like, I do recognize that I think at this point, like, we can't just be like, here's all these bad things, and this is why everybody should just forget the series exists and, like, make J.K. Rowling, like, I don't think that's going to work. But also, I, I the fact that I don't think that's going to work, I don't think, like, it hasn't worked at this point, that doesn't mean that, like, there aren't things that we can do that are going to, like, at least be, like, harm reduction, you know, like, yeah, we should keep talking about this. We should keep talking about all this stuff that's happening because that's always going to be better than just ignoring it. And, and yeah, or, or like, even if, like, maybe a, a mass boycott isn't going to work, that doesn't mean that you should just, like, give your money to the corporations that are going to go directly back to J.K. Rowling. Like, you should, or, like, whatever franchises. What I, I am on the side of, like, I think if people enjoy the series, I understand that, and I respect people's, like, ability to, like, you consume the media that works for you but also have some responsibility and, and think about how your actions and where you're putting your money are affecting other people and are affecting the queer community and the trans community. Um, and, like, what are some alternatives to that? 
again, I think everybody should just read fan fiction and everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and Al, you and Annie yeah. are just one, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> BT dubs, Joey. Uh, Annie's uh-huh. published some fan fiction. <gasps> Don't tell people that. <laughs> Yeah, I know you've mentioned like Luke Skywalker stuff in particular before, and I'm like, hmm, so you're gonna send me these, right? <laughs> <laughs> outing oh my her. gosh. I'm outing her. You really did. <laughs> I'm doing a bunch okay. of experiments to see like what gets more clicks. It's been fun. It's been <laughs> uh, I was what I was putting together, this is because I think the one like internet fandom thing that I had some I don't have a huge TikTok account, but I have friends that are really big on like Harry Potter TikTok and like Marauders TikTok in particular. And this was like the point where I was like, oh my God. Somebody's gonna find my TikTok through this. Like, somebody's <laughs> gonna like. I've set myself up. Oh my god! Like, because <laughs> there's gonna be some video that I was in that my friend tagged me in that's gonna lead to my account, and somebody's gonna that's be like, "Amazing!" Huh, you're criticizing J.K. Rowling, and yet you make. <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's the worry. That's the concern. People find uh-huh. you. <laughs> People find. Oh my you, god! Especially when you yes. get outed. <laughs> Which. I I guess that brings us to <laughs> the wrap up. Joey, thanks as always for coming on. I know there was even more stuff we could talk about, so come back any anytime. Oh, yeah. Um, to revisit this or anything else. Where can the good listeners find you? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Pat Not Pratt. That is P-A-T-T, which is my last name, and then not N-O-T, and then P-R-A-T-T which is not my last name. Uh, I have mentioned my TikTok. I will not be telling you guys my TikTok, but if you can find it, good for you. Um, but you should follow the Stuff Mom Never Told You TikTok. Yes. I, I do that too. That is your yeah. genius. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, we always love having you on here, so thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for doing Thank all this research. Sharing. Thanks for having me. And doing yes. all this work on such a sensitive mm-hmm. topic. I know this is uh, emotionally taxing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you would like to find us, listeners, you can or email Stephanie and Stuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuff Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Also on YouTube now. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Thanks again to Joey, who helps with TikTok and research and this episode. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. 
This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.